teaching ministry of Pastor Jay Everly. Get ready to be empowered through the understanding of God's Word. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter number 14. We'll pick up just the fact that we find in uh, this passage of Scripture that there are ministries that God has set in the church. There's ministries that minister, he, that are called to minister healing. And the, all those are going to work differently. There's going to be different ones work differently. But one of the things God's endeavoring to do is uh, get us in. Now, if you were here Sunday morning, some of this is going to kind of tie in with Sunday morning. If you weren't here, I guess uh, CDs are available. I don't know if you can get them out maybe for next, maybe I don't know tonight, but get it. Somebody wants to get the CD of Sunday. I would imagine you can get it. When could they get it? They can make it up this evening. So you'd have to go to the bookstore. Is that right? Just have, Just have them come see Michelle. Wave your hand, Michelle. And uh, she'll get you, uh, you know, you can tell her you want to get Sundays. But we talked, we've been talking on Sundays about revival and how that what it really is, um, if you look in the Bible, it doesn't necessarily use that term, but it uses terms like in the Acts 3, it talks about the restora restoration of all things. And it uses terms like uh, times of refreshing, Acts 3, I mean, uh, Acts 3.19, times of refreshing shall come. And then it talks about the early and the latter rain in James 5. Rain's the type of the Spirit, the outpouring of the Spirit. And uh, so we find from all these things we've been sharing on Sunday, we won't get into all of that, but just, just you can tell from those scriptures that God wants to continue to pour out His Spirit. It wasn't just on the day of Pentecost that the Holy Spirit was poured out. I mean, He wants to continue to, to move in different things in the Spirit. Now, he never wanted the church to lose anything that God had given it back at the beginning in the book of Acts, but things were lost in the dark ages. And so God, through uh, various things that he began to do through various men, Martin Luther, John Wesley, um, you could, there's, there's hundreds of them, really. Some of them we know better than others. Uh, uh, God began to restore things that were lost in the church, which really wasn't the church at all. They were just a bunch of religious people going through religious motions because they weren't born again. Nobody was teaching them new birth. You understand? And uh, so really, uh, the, the, what was called the church back then lost everything in the dark ages and God began to restore it. And that's what you've been seeing since, you know, Martin Luther stood up and said, by grace through faith. You know, people being born again got restored first of all, <laughs> you know. Now you can walk into thousands of churches in the United States and a whole lot more around the world and they know how to get you born again. Thank God. But, but so that got restored and many other things got restored. Holiness got restored. Although you can look around and think it isn't, but you know, right on the other hand, the fact that God wants us to live right, God preached, because back then you just live like the devil, go tell somebody you did it and they'll pay you off. You pay them off and you go do it again, you know. And so, um, but then God began to move different things. Then the baptism of the Holy Spirit got restored. We call it the Pentecostal revival. Then we uh, see in the healing revival, divine healing got restored, although that was a part of the Pentecostal revival. But yet right on the other hand, it didn't spread around the world. Healings began to spread around the world in a restoration of healing in the healing revival started in 1947. And uh, that's the revival that uh, Earl Roberts' ministry came up out of. Yeah. 
you know, many ministries. You might today, I don't know, he's not on TV too much more, but Shambach's ministry. Anybody heard of Shambach? His ministry came up out of that. And many that aren't around anymore, but were, there were probably, I forget how many, Brother Hagin said there was 150 or 250, something like that, ministers run, going around the nation in tents, holding revivals, holding healing campaigns. So that got restored and went around the world. Now, never, God never intended for the church to lose that, but she, she got it back. Amen. And that's called a revival. In other words, what is a revival? Revival is bringing back something that has died, something that has been lost. And uh, so, you know, there's certain things of the spirit, certain manifestations of the spirit that have been lost. God's restoring to the church. All the charismatic revival was a restoration of the, uh, of all the nine gifts of the spirit. It's really what it was. And uh, of course, many, many people were baptized in the Holy Spirit because that's the doorway in. So that was the charismatic revival and even denominational people started having, you know, getting people baptized in the Holy Ghost. Whole churches got filled with the Holy Ghost. Baptist churches of several hundred get all filled with the Holy Ghost. <laughs> now they had to blow Baptists off their side. Amen. Don't you thank God for the Baptists? Get a lot of people saved. But um, so anyway, we find out that there's a lot that God has been restoring. But you look in the book of Acts and uh, <laughs> some things we haven't seen too much of. You haven't seen many people translated from one place to another. You know? You haven't seen where, you know, uh, for example, you see in the book of Acts, you, you wouldn't think it just without reading it through and getting a highlighter and marking it, but there were a huge amount of angelic ministry in the book of Acts. Well, we see some of that today but not a whole lot of it, you know? And um, even there's, there's uh, the, the, the gifts of the spirit, although the charismatic revival restored a lot of it, yet it has waned in a lot of places. You know, it's, uh, we're in danger of losing some of those things. Some churches don't have much of it. Others have some, others have a lot more. But the other, on the other hand, God wants these things to be in manifestation. They are our tools and equipment, you know, to do the job, to get the harvest in. Well, a lot of Christians don't believe in tongues, for example. Or if it happened in a service, they wouldn't know what to do. So um, some of these things are in danger of being lost. But one of the things God's been talking to me about, and I shared with some people about this, but uh, is that the, the gifts of the Spirit concerning the power gifts really have been almost completely lost in the body. Not completely. I wouldn't say completely, but almost we've lost more of that than we have of some of these other gifts. And so when I believe one of the things God wants us to focus in on is the power gifts and, and, uh, and that includes gifts of healings. Now, what do I mean? When I say power gifts, you know, go back here at 1 Corinthians 14. Some of us have learned some about this, but let's just think real quickly about it. We're going to jump off of this and get into something. But we see here, Paul's talking about the uh, Holy Spirit uh, let's go back to the, uh, first of all, the 12th chapter. That's where I wanted to go to. I was wrong. I said the 12th chapter at first. But the 12th chapter, notice what it says, verse number four. Now there are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. There are differences of administrations. Now I've looked at this a number of times throughout the years, but I looked at it again lately just to make sure I was remembering right. And it's absolutely the truth. Verse five should actually be translated. There are differences of ministries. That word translated there, administrations, 
is more often translated ministries in the New Testament than it is administrations. Amen. So uh, let's, trans let's read it that way. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. When, when do you mean ministries? Well, you know, the Bible talks in Ephesians about the fivefold ministry, the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. And so there's certain equipment that goes along with each of those ministries. So um, then he said, verse number six, there are di diversities, differences and diversities, all the same Greek word. Verse four says diversities. Verse five says differences. Verse six says diversities, all the same Greek word. In other words, it means different kinds, various, distinct kinds. Differences or diversities of operations, but it's God which worketh all in all. So we find out when he's, what he's talking about here. And he says in verse seven, but the manifestation of the spirit is given to every man to profit with all. The manifestation of the spirit is according to the next few verses for, for the one to one is given by the spirit, the word of wisdom. Now somebody said, well, what is, who, who has been, who has been given the word of wisdom? Nobody. Absolutely nobody. He's not talking about the gift. Verse seven said he's talking about the manifestation is what is given. You don't carry word of wisdom around in your pocket. Like I have a key here. I can use in any lock here in the, in the church. I can put that in any lock in the church. I can just use it whenever I want. Well, I don't carry word of, word of wisdom around like that. I can't just pull it out of my pocket and manifest it when I want. But what is given, notice verse seven, but for the manifestation of the spirit is given to every man to profit with all. For to one is given. You could add the manifestation by the spirit of the word of wisdom. What is given is the manifestation in a moment of time. Now, remember on Sunday, we've been talking about pray the Lord, uh, pray uh, in the last days, in the, in the time of the latter rain, ask you of the Lord rain in the time of the latter rain, so the Lord will make bright clouds. The Amplified says with lightning flashes in them. Well, the clouds are the presence of God, manifest presence, the glory of God. And uh, the rain's a type of the spirit fallen. Then, then the clouds with lightning in them, I personally believe, uh, that that's the manifestations of the spirit. Because how does lightning come? And then it's gone. And then over here. Isn't that right? Well, that's the way the manifestations come. I mean, we get in a service and all of a sudden, the, the, God gives a manifestation. Then another manifestation. <laughs> See, uh, and then the rain. But the, what is given is the manifestation, not the gift. Now, that doesn't mean that later on, because he says over here in verse number 27, that you're, you're the body of Christ and members in particular, and God has set some in the church, first apostles, secondarily prophets, thirdly teachers, after that miracles, then gifts of healings, helps governments and diversities of tongues. And then he says, are all apostles? That's, that's obvious, no. Are all prophets? And he goes through, in other words, not all of us stand in what we call the ministry gifts. Remember Ephesians 5. This is a slow start tonight, but I'm going to pop the clutch in a little bit. <laughs> Ephesians 5 talks about he gave some apostles, some pro uh, prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers. Yes. We call it the fivefold ministry. Um, and those are what you might call pulpit ministries, teaching and preaching ministries. All of us have a ministry because we've been given the ministry of reconciliation. And all of us can have manifestations of the Spirit. Notice verse number, notice there, verse seven. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to the apostle, the prophet, evangelist, and pastor and teacher for the profiting of all. No, every man. That would be woman man too. So human, every human 
Every person that's born again. Amen. Honestly, to be more specifically, the baptism of the Holy Ghost is the doorway into it. Yes. A lot of people that are believers don't have these because they're not baptized in the Holy Ghost. So every person baptized in the Holy Ghost, not just anybody out there in the world. Although, do you know God can give somebody that's not even saved a manifestation of the Spirit? Because he can do anything. Someone said, I don't know about that. Well, everybody in the Old Testament wasn't, there was nobody born again in the Old Testament. You know, besides that, remember in the New Testament, Paul, his name was Saul. He's on the road to kill Christians down there to Damascus. He wasn't born again. God hit him in the head with a lightning bolt. Straightened his string out, turned him a different direction and turned him into another man. Glory to God. But when that happened, he wasn't born again. Hallelujah. I like that. I like that. But, but they're not going to be manifest. Now, what, that manifestation was to those individuals. But really, if you're a spirit-filled believer, they're going to be manifest through you to other people. You understand? So just know the difference. But every man is given the manifestation of the spirit. So we ought to be open to anybody getting a manifestation of the spirit. Now, he said, for the one is given the manifestation of the Spirit called the Word of Wisdom. And he lists nine of them. We've called them three, you know, uh, three different, there's nine listed. If you go through them all, Word of Wisdom, verse number uh, eight, and then Word of, uh, excuse me, Word of Knowledge by the same Spirit is given by the same Spirit to another faith by the same Spirit. Well, that can't be just ordinary Bible faith because you go back in the book of Romans and you read in the 10th chapter, the 17th verse, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word. Here he says, this faith is given by the Spirit. That must be something different than what comes by hearing the Word. You ever read the Bible? Peter talks about the common faith, which we all have. See, that came by hearing the Word. But uh, that's, not, that's not what this is talking about. This isn't the common faith. The Amplified, I think, is a good way to, I think, doesn't the Amplified say special faith? Huh? Wonder-working faith. Other translations say special faith. In other words, this is not the faith that comes by hearing the word. This is the faith. Notice it's given by the manifestation of the spirit. So it's something different. In other words, it's not something you, you can necessarily believe for. It's something that comes on you in a moment of time. And all of a sudden you can believe for something you couldn't believe for before. You know, you can't stand to the sun. It's point to the sun and command it to stand still in your faith. You can't do that with your faith. But see, Joshua did it. <laughs> he did it, didn't he? Well, that was special faith. Wasn't ordinary faith. You know, uh, you, can't, you can't necessarily just tell it not to rain or to, to start raining. But yet, Elijah did. You know, it was a manifestation of special faith. We can go on and on, you know. But see, that can come in a moment of time. I love it when it comes. I mean, oh yeah, man. Look out, devil. You wish you could have it on you all the time, you know. <laughs> but anyway, to another faith, or we, we could call it special faith by the same spirit, to another, the gifts of healing. Actually, it's Greek, in the Greek, it's healings, plural, by the same spirit. In other words, by the manifestation is given called the gifts of healings. It's plural. This is a cluster gift. Yeah. You know, there's, a, there's, there's a, some gifts that are just singular, singular, but this gifts of healings is a cluster. That's right. Now, I don't have all the gifts of healings. I don't think anybody does. Jesus did. Amen. All manner of sickness and all manner of disease were healed. Amen. 
That meant he had all the manifest, all the, really all the gifts of healings in manifestation. Now, um, I don't have words, scripture for it, uh, but you don't have scripture against it. I believe that the reason there's more than one gift of healing is because there's more than one kind of disease. You know, we might get to heaven and you come to me and say, you were wrong. And I'll say, you're right. <laughs> but so what? <laughs> you know, your salvation's not dependent on what you believe about it. Thank God for that. Anyway, the working of verse 10, the working of miracles to another is given the manifestation of the working of miracles. You could add by the same spirit to another is given by the spirit, the manifestation of prophecy. In other words, to another discerning of spirits by the same spirit, to another the diverse kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. The last three, prophecy, tongues, and interpretation, all say something, don't they? They're all utterance gifts. We call them the utterance gifts. So that's one category of three. Then we find up there, verse number eight, one is given by the spirit, the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge. And then if you jump down here to verse number, uh, verse number 10 in the middle, discerning of spirits. Word of wisdom and word of knowledge and discerning of spirits all reveal something. Now, uh, they're different and because they don't say something necessarily, they reveal something. Then you've got up here in verse number nine, another the, uh, special faith, working, uh, or gifts of healings, to another, verse 10, first part, working of miracles. All three of those are what we call the power gifts. So we've got three of them that say something, three of them that reveal something, three of them that do something. We could say the utterance gifts, the revelation gifts, and the power gifts. The power gifts all do something. Now, the gifts of healings is the one I want to focus in on tonight. Because that's at an all-time low. You know, since, since uh, really, to be honest with you, since uh, the Pentecostal revival. Well, you know, in Acts 4, we get a hint. We should be praying for these power gifts. You ever thought about it? They said in Acts 4, stretch forth your hand to heal that signs and wonders would be done in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, why didn't they say, uh, you know, now they're not just praying for healing to happen. They're praying for, notice how they said it, stretch forth your hand to heal. Now, the hand of the Lord all through the Bible is a term used to refer to the Holy Ghost. Remember the Bible said the hand of the Lord came on Elijah and he outran the horse's chariot. Well, you can't outrun a horse, especially the king. King's going to have the best. You can't outrun a horse in your own ability. Not even the best of men. You're going to have to have the hand of the Lord on you. And that's why he could do it is because the Holy Ghost came on him. <laughs> so don't uh, criticize people that get, on, get the Holy Ghost on and run around the church. You go to heaven and go over to Elijah's mansion, he's going to have a running track. Because every now and then, the Holy Ghost is going to get on him. You go, whoa, 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 whoa. And David, you go over to his mansion, he's going to have a dancing floor. He's going to get out and dance every now and then. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Glory. And then we read in the Bible, some people are going to have a, a, a place to go laugh. Just get drunk. Hallelujah. Well, let me say that, say something about spirit of faith. All that's legal here. <laughs> Run, laugh, rejoice, get happy. But anyway, so the, all these gifts of the spirit. Now the, the gifts of healings, 
uh, is what I want to focus in on. Paul wrote this because he's the one that got revelation of the gifts. But really back in Acts 4, they didn't know what the term, they didn't, God had not given the term gifts of healings. But really, if you go back there, they're praying for gifts of healings to be in manifestation. Amen. Now, um, back in the, uh, when I was telling you the very first night, I was telling you about our ministry on the road. Remember that? I told you a lot of testimonies. And a lot of things were said that, uh, you know, you, you could see easily that we had uh, a healing, well, really still have a healing ministry. And that there was, there was different ways those things were manifesting. Now, um, there's, a, there's a tangible healing anointing. We've talked about that. And that, is, that works by faith. Remember the woman with the issue of blood? She felt the healing power go out of her, out of Jesus into her. And she was healed. There was a tangible anointing. Jesus said, your faith has made you whole. Well, notice here, it doesn't say that you can use your faith for gifts of healings. Gifts of healings are as the spirit wills. Notice, we read all those down to verse number 10. Now notice verse 11. But all these worketh, that includes gifts of healings. All of them, but that includes gifts of healing. All these worketh that one and the selfsame spirit, dividing to every man severally as he wills. Praise God. What does he divide? Not the gift, he divides the manifestation. The manifestation is divided as he wills. Well, then it's not as, as we will by faith. In other words, there's a difference between the tangible healing anointing and what I'm calling here tonight, what the Bible calls gifts of healings. Amen. You understand that? So what I'm talking about tonight is gifts of healings. Now, we had uh, both things operating and still have. I, I don't mean to put it in the past. Still have both things operating. We had the tangible anointing. When I was talking about all those healing miracles, all those things that happened, that was many of them were the tangible healing anointing. But yet right on the other hand, some of them were gifts of healings. I told, I don't know if I told you, I told the church, some of you might not have heard this, but there's a man, in fact, he's going to be here. He's coming to visit me um, uh, next, what's, yeah, about a week from, uh, week from this Thursday. He's going to stay for a week, got something in his heart, wants to talk to me about. The young man I told you about that had the hood over his head up in Maine, you remember him? And went to Rama and got turned on to God and helped us in the ministry. He's coming to visit us. But uh, anyway, the point I'm making is that, um, and you know, just so in case you're wondering if I'm telling a bunch of lies, he'll, you can ask him. He was uh, in a meeting up there in Maine. They had, I think, three churches come together, three or four come together. And we had a meeting for all those churches together. Man, we had a time. Oh my goodness. Whew. I mean, make you stick your tongue out and you know, slap the back of your head. Make you pass up ribs just to get to a meeting like that, you know. Yeah, that's a, that's a meeting. You pass ribs up. But anyway, so we had a good time. And I'll never forget when that night I was ministering on the whole, I don't, well, I really don't remember what I was ministering on. Um, uh, so I was ministering sort of over, actually I was ministering, I was standing sort of over here, uh, talking about something, ministering something. And all of a sudden I was pulled just like, just like somebody got a hold of me and pulled a rope. I pulled me over here and I just started, and I was, I started ministering to some people. Actually, I remember now I started ministering to people. And then I was pulled over here and right about where Linda's sitting right here, he sat, this young man's name, Seth, Seth Morset. He's sitting right there and his dad's sitting right there and his mom's sitting right beside. I think he had a younger sister sitting there if I remember right. But so they're sitting there and I'm pulled over there and, and he's sitting there, got that hood over his head and he's, you know, got a lot of growth of the beard and, you know, just look, mm, you know, look mean, look like the devil himself. 
And it looks a lot nicer now. But, so. but he's sitting there like that. And I just had an unction. And I walked over there and I said, because the power of God's manifesting. People were getting healed. People falling out. Because I, I got over in the spirit and started seeing manifestations of the spirit. And then I said to him, I said, do you believe in this? He's sitting there looking at me like, mm -hmm. that's kind of the way I do it. Oh, no. Just, I don't know. I said, stand up, step out in the aisle. See, when the anointing's on you, you can do things you couldn't do before. And so I laid my hand on him and, and, and the power of God went into him, knocked him on the floor. Well, you see, he's not uh, used to the power of God. <laughs> he's used to the power of the devil. He fell out and I don't know, I don't think he really laid there that long. But all of a sudden, you know, he came to and he got up like, what'd you do to me? <laughs> Except he went home and threw away all his stuff, all the rebellion and got right with God. Because he realized, you know, I'm, I'm serving the wrong God. Anyway, I found out afterwards that his dad was sitting right there and his, right beside him. I never, I, I, I don't, that I remember, I don't lay, didn't lay hands on his dad. I don't remember that I did. And but right there, sitting right beside him, his dad, who had knee problems, got healed in his knees. His knees got healed. Completely healed. Well, they got turned on. They all got turned on to God. They all went to the pastor's church and invited me up there. They're still there, still faithful. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, that wasn't my faith. And it wasn't his faith. Because I found out later, they're sitting back there mocking me. You know, they're making fun of the, they thought I was pushing them down, you know, or something like that. It's amazing people think you're mean like that. I don't know what they did. So anyway, so uh, they were mocking. They weren't, that wasn't their faith. They're making fun of it. Well, it had to be a gift of the Spirit then. Amen. Amen. Now, um, back in, uh, let's see here. I don't think I got the date. It's in June of, I think it was 2007. <clears throat> the, I was in a meeting out in California. I'm just going to share some things God's been talking to me about. Amen. Um, we'll share some things out of the Word and just share some things the Holy Ghost has been saying. Amen. 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 Prophecy came to me about the new room. I call it the prophecy of the new room given to me but through Dr. Dufresne by the Spirit. Amen. Actually, right here's the date, 1.30.08. Um, so it was the January Holy Ghost meeting. At the Holy Ghost meeting, I was there. I'll kind of give you a, 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 a you know, kind of give you an idea of what was going on. Uh, Dr. Dufresne was ministering and he was sharing with the congregation about a, a, an experience he had had. Oh, I don't know if I can get all the details right. I'll kind of tell you the generalities of it. He was talking about in a meeting he had been in years before with Buddy Harrison. Now, if you don't know who Buddy Harrison is, Buddy Harrison now in heaven, but he was married to Pat uh, Hagen, brother uh, Hagen's daughter. Buddy Harrison had Harrison House publications. Many books come out of that. Still, you know, still in business today. Um, but um, so he, he was in the meeting, Dr. Dufresne was in the meeting with Buddy Harrison and uh, Bob Lemon was there. If I remember right, I think Bob Lemon was there. Now Bob Lemon is another minister of years gone by. I want to get him in the church sometime. These, these elderly gentlemen, you know, you want to, you want to glean from them. Been, they, they've seen a lot, know a lot, you know. But so uh, we, we were, uh, I was in this meeting, Dr. Frame was talking about this experience. And he was, if I remember right, the experience was he, uh, Bob Lemon's uh, wife's, well, Bob, Bob and his wife's daughter had died. I think if I remember right, she had committed suicide. And, uh, you know, of course, you're always concerned. Did they make heaven? And uh, so, but uh, they're in this meeting, Bob Lemon's there and Mary Bell's, Bob Lemon's wife, she's sitting there. And Brother Dufresne, Dr. Dufresne was 
was ministering actually and Jesus appeared. Jesus walked out of the, there was a door in the kitchen, was right through that door. Jesus walked out of that door, walked into the service. Now there was a man over there, brother, Dr. Dufresne said there was a man standing over there by that door. I don't know if, I don't know if he was an usher or what he was doing, standing there sort of facing this way. And he said that, uh, <laughs> I always laugh at this. I asked the Lord, what is that? But he said, when Jesus walked by that man, he picked him up and like hung him on the wall. <laughs> I was like, what on earth is that? You got scripture for that? No. Hey. <laughs> but you don't have scripture against it. So I guess if Jesus wants to hang somebody up, he can hang them up. I think it was probably, I don't think it's physical. I think it was probably spiritual. He, he just suspended him to where he couldn't stop what was about to happen. He's probably a doubter or something. I, that'd be my, I don't know for sure. But anyway, who cares? He's hung up. Where's so-and-so? He got hung up. <laughs> So, and then Jesus walked in and Jesus started ministering because Dr. Dufresne saw him, you know, the office of the prophet. That's part of the, that's one of the things that goes along with it. Seeing into the realm of the spirit, the revelation gifts go along with the prophet's office. And really there are certain, there are certain one of the, certain of these manifestations we just read that go along with certain offices. In other words, the, the healing, uh, the evangelist is going to have gifts of healings in his ministry. If he don't, he's not an evangelist. Well, I know some people that don't have it. Well, what are they? Exhorters. The Bible talks about that in Romans chapter number, what is it? 12, I believe. They exhort people to get saved. Thank God for them. But they're not a genuine evangelist. So uh, certain gifts go along with certain ministries and brother Dr. Dufresne stands in that office of the prophet and he could see Jesus. He saw into the realm of spirit, saw him. And Jesus started ministering things. And one of the things Jesus ministered was tell Mary Bell. And, and Jesus uh, appeared with Mary Bell's daughter. Mary Bell's daughter's there. Praise God. She made it. <laughs> you know, people, they have the idea that nobody that commits suicide is going to make heaven. Well, why, why wouldn't they? Other people make heaven that, that had sin in their life. Amen. Don't look at me in that sanctimonious tone of voice. We'll have to point out one of yours. Well, okay, so we won't. Anyway. <laughs> so, and, and Jesus said, tell Mary Bell, she's with me. You know, the daughter's with me. So she did. Of course, you know how that would comfort somebody, a mom. So that happened. And then uh, he said, Dr. Dufresne talks, he was talking about that story in this meeting in January I was in. He was telling the story. He's standing over here. Bob Lemon was sitting there. Mary Bell and Bob Lemon sitting there. And Dr. Dufresne was sort of over here talking about it. I'm sitting on the front row because it's a lot longer. The front row in that center section is a whole lot longer than here. I'm sitting on the other end of that row. And he's telling that story and, and about how much it blessed Mary Bell. And then um, Dr. Dufresne started talking about Buddy Harrison in the back room back there crying and uh, said, you know, I saw Jesus. I saw Jesus described what he looked like. He had a blue robe on, you know, and Dr. Dufresne said, sure did. Dr. Uh, Buddy Harrison said, I saw him. I saw him. And then uh, Dr. Dufresne, he got done telling that story. Uh, let's see here if I can. This, uh, div, uh, he started saying divinely granted appearances. 
divinely granted appearances. Dr. Dufresne started saying that. Started walking across the front of the auditorium, came over, I was sitting over here somewhere, and he said, divinely granted appearances, and he got right in front of me, he said, your young men shall see visions, your, uh, and, and a, um, the point I'm making is, we need to be sensitive to the spirit and move with the spirit. Don't be so rigid, but move in that area. And he spoke with tongues and he got to me. He looked at me and said, you're one of them that's going to move in that. You're going to move in that and go in that. Spoke in tongues. I had you, but you see, you've got one foot into another room. That's the frustration. That's where you felt, that's where you felt, well, am I in or am I out or what am I? What, what am I to do? Hallelujah. Is this true? I didn't answer. I was in the spirit. I, I went, when he started prophesying to me, I went into the spirit. It's interesting. But um, she said to me, is that true? Well, I didn't know he was talking to me. He said it three times. Is this true? Is this true? And uh, so finally he looked at Pastor Debbie and said, is this true? She said, yes. <laughs> she, she knows my frustration. <laughs> Amen. So it's been there. This is the prophecy that went on. So it's been there, but don't just, don't be, just know I'm moving into another room day by day. I'll know what to do. I'll know how to handle it. I'll know what to do, but you'll move in it. And you know, to a limited factor, you had miracles when you were on the road. That's what I told you about. Limited, but he laid one hand on my head and another one he put under my jaw, on my mouth. I slid out of my seat most of the way. If you ever seen the video, I, I was, I was, you know, slid out. Amen. He said, the unlimited is coming on you now. The unlimited is coming on you now. Praise the Lord. Spoke in tongues again. Oh, a little here, a little there, but it will start growing and it will start moving and you will, oh my God, oh my God. Tongues and he spoke in tongues again and said, is that right, Pastor Debbie? Praise the Lord. Pastor Debbie, glory be to God. I said, glory be to God. He was ministering to me, but he asked Pastor Debbie, is that right? She said, that's right. Then in other words, she said, yes, we had the miracles on the road. See, we had never told Dr. Dufresne that. To my knowledge, unless somebody, I don't know, then somebody else could have told him, I guess. But, but he didn't know that. He was speaking by the Spirit Amen. that we had miracles in, on the road. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. And then, and then the Lord said to me, and I told you this, I believe the first night, the Lord said to me, um, I want you to, because back, I think it's 1997. I always go back and forth because I didn't write it down. Is it 93 or 97? Sometimes just kind of wasn't sure. I think it's 1997. I was down in a meeting in Dr. <clears throat> Brother Hagin's meeting down in Lakeland, Florida. Uh, he was ministering and, and I went down there really hungry. I needed to hear from God. I said, God, what is it? Something I just need to hear from you. Something I need to know. Uh, don't even know what I need to know. Ever, anybody ever been there? Don't even know what you need to know. You just need to know something. Just something. <laughs> what do you do when you don't know what it is? Yeah. <laughs> you pray in tongues. Thank God. So I just went there. And I said, God, I don't know what it is. I just need to know something. Something I, you're trying to get across to me. I'm not picking it up or something. So I said, Lord, I just, I claim that while I'm here, I claim me getting over there and be able to understand what you're trying to say to me. One night, Brother, uh, Dr. Uh, uh, Brother Hagin was ministering and then he turned it over to um, uh, David Horton and uh, Jimmy Hockaday to minister healing to some folks. And they were ministering healing and there were several things going on at the same time. And so I just put my head down on the pew 
to, uh, I said, because I realized the week was almost over. I think it was like Thursday or Friday night, you know. And the week was almost over. I'm thinking, my God, I, I've, been, I've been just having a good time fellowship with all my ministry friends. Just kind of wasn't pressing into what I really get, came here for. I need to hear from God. And I'm sitting there thinking about that. I said, well, I'm going to just get in the spirit right here, right now, rather than just watch, you know. You know. <laughs> I'm going to find out. So I put my head down on the pew and I started praying in the spirit. And, uh, you know, after being in meetings for a whole week for, you know, especially Brother Higgins means it doesn't take long to get in the spirit. So I just put my head down. I prayed in tongues a little bit. Before I know it, I'm slipping over, not even paying attention to what's going on around me. It was an appropriate time to do that. Some, some, sometimes in service is not appropriate. But I got in the spirit. All of a sudden, I heard the Lord speak to me. He said, there's coming again, a he, um, uh, there's coming again to America a, a revival of divine healing. He said, this time it's going to be in the local churches. He said, I want you to get into position for it. Well, I wouldn't dare think that I was going to pastor. <laughs> that if, I'd have thought, if, if you'd have brought that thought to me, I'd have rebuked you. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. I have friends that I did rebuke. You know, I was down there in Madison, Alabama, a good friend of mine down there, pastors a good church. And I was, uh, you know, I was just really going through some things. I was just like, man, something I just need to know what it is I need to change. Something's changing in my life, you know. And, but I didn't say much to him. And, uh, but he said something to me before I went out to preach. And it irked me so bad. I didn't even want to go out and preach in his church. I think, well, your church can just do without my ministry. It just irked me. <laughs> See, I know I'm a preacher, but I've got flesh just like you got flesh. <laughs> Amen. So uh, he said something to me because I, I was talking little, just a little bit about it, just something I'm going through, a transition or something. He said, I think I know what it is. He said, I believe you're supposed to pastor. Well, I didn't like that. <laughs> Seemed like I didn't even want to preach anymore. I just wanted to go home back to the motel and let him <laughs> preach in his own church just to get him back from what he said to me. <laughs> so, <laughs> Because when the Lord said to me, this time it's going to be in the local churches, get in the position for it. I just thought that means don't go, don't hold your own mass meetings, just stay in the local churches. As a traveling minister, thank you. you know, <laughs> didn't want a pastor. But through the process of time and, you know, the Lord has a way when things just don't work. He has a way of getting you willing to pay attention to what he's trying to say. My wife and a lady we had helping us there in the office, her name was Debbie MacGyver. She got married and got another name. But she, she, uh, <laughs> she, they would get into prayer and they would start praying out, pastor, pastor, pastor. And I'd think, oh my, yes, we did. we're not praying enough for these pastors we're traveling to. I just didn't want to hear it. I thought it was a demotion. I'm just being honest. You know, you don't get anywhere for lying about it. So I said, uh, finally, I just, you know, when things aren't working, eventually, especially when money isn't working, it has a way of saying, God, what is wrong? And so finally, I just, finally, I surrendered to it. And, uh, you know, after I told you about praying in tongues for eight hours, the Lord said, pray in tongues for eight hours. Well, I, it took me longer than a day to do it, but I'd got it done. So, and after that eight hours, um, uh, the Lord spoke to me and said, uh, and finally in that time of prayer, I surrendered to pastoring. I said, okay, Lord, I want to start a church. I said, I've been around. I know how, I know how it goes taking over a church. I said, it doesn't go very well. 
I said, I want to start one. And he said, you just leave that up to me. <laughs> he said, you just stay away from that. I'll work it all out. You know, you get your own thinking involved. And so, but I'll tell you, this transition went really well because it was God. So anyway, um, so the, the Lord finally, after getting here to pastor, it started dawning on me. I remember what the Lord said. This time it's going to be in the local churches. Get in position for it. Well, duh, you know, that's what pastoring meant. Get into position for it. Praise the Lord. And so we got into position and now I told you, I told some of you anyway, that what we had gotten into and started moving in, the, the greater anointing got over on us and we started operating in that and all hell broke loose on the road. If you would like more information about Pastor Jay Everly's ministry, please visit us on the web at soffc.org or call us at 319-366-2147 or you can write to us at Spirit of Faith Family Church, Post Office Box 8355, Cedar Rapids, Iowa, 52408. And remember, God loves you and you're equipped to live victoriously in every area of life. 